Hey, it's your host Omar. And it's your host Umar. And welcome to the Curiosity Project. Yes. How you well, doing? Good. Welcome to the next project. Way. Well, hey, look at you. <laughs> I just had to slide a little Ooh, bit in there. Okay. Uh, get, get it quickly. Quickly yeah, under just, there. Do you, did you want to recap on when the merch was going to be ready? I know it was... Um, you are a commercial no, no, individual, are commercial. you not? <laughs> no, no, not commercial. Just because <laughs> no, the no, listeners no, are, are waiting, aren't they? Um, they they are very much so. So yeah. I have some very good news. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have, a, w- with the release of this episode, Yeah. Uh, there will be a link. Okay, cool. Um, in our bio on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, on the bio on anchor.fm. Yeah. And also in the description of this episode. Uh, there will be a link to our merch. Okay. So we finalised the designs. Yeah. We're both happy. Yeah, definitely. Um, we think that we're able now to provide you guys with the quality of product that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry it's taken us so long. Yeah, that would be good. So there'll be a t-shirt plus a, a, hoodie. a hoodie as well. Yep, so, so a t-shirt of, of any colour. Oh, any colour. Any okay. colour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can choose that colour. Uh, I think the sizes run from extra small to extra large. Okay. Um, so there should be something for everyone. Yeah. Um, there'll be a hoodie as well. Uh, yeah. And depending on how those things go, uh, we're also thinking of putting out a mug. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, with a company called Loveramics, mm-hmm. uh, which should be quite cool. So we're we're currently trying to organise some sort of collab there. Okay, that's good. So, so that should be quite fun and good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Very very high quality mugs and cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, only the best for our listeners. Yes. Um, and that's what you get for listening to us. Okay. Cool. You know. But uh, yeah, so that that's the update. So why don't you tell us an update of what you've been up to? Okay, a um, couple of things. I saw this movie this week. Um, it's not it's not com- a commercial movie, but it's based on a, a true life story. It's called Beyond the River, and it came out in twenty seventeen. And it's basically based on the Ducey Canoe Marathon in South Africa. So this is. Uh, what is it called? It's a hundred and twenty kilometer canoe marathon. So you do it in a in a uh, in a tandem canoe. So there's two of you, and it's a true life story based on this uh, quite successful athlete who partnered up with a, a black uh, guy from the township, and they created a partnership. Um, the black guy got into training, and they used to meet up in in a rowing club, and it's about their relationship and how. They trained for several months to enter this uh, canoe marathon in 2014. And it, and it's based over three days. I was shocked. Uh, if you guys listen to our Invisible Shackle episode, which we've done quite a, some time ago. Indeed, we did. This this story actually gives you that uh, it relates to that, how people have inner strength in order to come overcome diversity. And this guy uh, basically... He had an injury uh, while he was training as well, and then they they carried on and done uh, training to get through through that as well. And they actually won a gold a gold medal in this race. And the, the race is unbelievable. It's over three days, and you're kayaking um, uh, in equivalent of seventy five miles, both of you. So on average, it takes around nine hours to finish this race. And there's sections. The 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 shocking bit is that there's sections between where the rivers um disconnect and you have to go you have to basically carry the canoe which is called portaging so basically you go off off road uh you come out of the river and then both of you carry the canoe to the next connecting bit otherwise there is an option where you can take the the rougher route so basically where the where the river becomes uh harder to to canoe 
So it becomes very like there's rapids. You you come off and you carry the canoe to the next stage. Right. Otherwise, you can, if you want to, you can take the risk. Some of the racers do take the risk and go down the 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 the, the tougher route, but you end up losing your boat and you and you lose a lot of time. And there's over like two hundred athletes that enter this race. Jesus. Two sorry, two thousand, two thousand athletes that enter the race, and it's a, it's been going on since nineteen fifty one. Good lord. And recommend I recommend the movie. I would recommend the movie, and I would even consider doing that race if I had the op- any chance of training really? yeah, and going there and wow. do, putting in the putting should in the we training. Do a, should we be part and, of the curiosity team? And, and the curiosity team, and I would say I would definitely would like to do that uh, on my bucket list. I would definitely like to do that race. Really? Yeah. It just it just awe inspiring race to do. Mm. Imagine it a hundred a uh, hundred and twenty miles. Sorry, 75 miles, 120 kilometers over two different rivers. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it sounds like something that's humanly impossible. Exactly, yeah. It um, will push you to the limit. You know what it does remind yeah. me of? It reminds me of those uh, mega marathons. Yeah, ultra marathons. Yeah, ultra basically. Marathons, yeah, it's yeah. like that, the ultra marathon. Where they're like five days you, of running. Yeah, you do like three marathons back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's something silly. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more than three marathons, actually, I think, because I think some, it's close to 200k. Okay, see, it depends. Some of them are three marathons back to back, and some of them are like five or four marathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, yes. but, yeah, get up to anything else? Um, there's a couple of other things, like I had to do some DIY. Uh, I had to put up a feature wallpaper in one of my daughter's bedroom, which I managed to do successfully. Nice. <laughs> and then the other one was... We've got a new door fitted. Oh, as and well. what did you do with this door? Did you, by no, any chance, no, paint this door? No, I had to I had to paint it because it wasn't oh. painted and the frame, and it was quite a technical job. How <laughs> because, lovely! Because it was quite was intricate. Was it a bit of a Tom Sawyer? Yeah, job? it just it just Painting took time. But yeah, it was a bit like Karate Kid. Wax, yeah, wax, wax, wax on, wax, wax off. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> can you? Is it, is it like Ten Downing Street's door now? Uh, almost. I'm pretty sure you've been painting this door for about three months now. No, that was so a different door. it feels door. like. No, that was a different door. But <laughs> this this was done in a day, actually. Oh, so, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, I nice, saved nice. because the actual, the guys who fitted the door, they were going to charge 350 quid to paint the door. So I saved 350 pounds painting Jesus. it by myself. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. That's quite so, a lot of money, 350 yeah, exactly. quid. That's the current labour cost Good Lord. at the moment to paint one external door. Good God. Okay. Exactly. I well, I mean, what so, did I... Uh, yeah, yeah, what did you do? Well, what what did I get up to? Okay, so I actually didn't get up to too much. Okay. I'll be completely honest with you. Light, light um, week? Uh, no, no, no. So I've been doing... Um, uh, m- most of my week has been taken up by work. Okay. Um, and then my evenings have been pretty much just organising some collaborations for uh, future episodes. Okay, cool. Um, Your side hustle? Uh, hour. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, the thing is, is that we've got some really interesting episodes coming out, yeah. And we're working with, um, I don't know if you you could maybe call it more well known brands, yeah. Uh, yeah. As we're growing, yeah. And the content that we're doing requires more and more, more effort, yeah, more effort, yeah, more time. Um, so yep. Yeah, so I've been doing all of that and everything. I'm not going to spill any beans on anything, okay. Uh, but uh, just stay tuned, everyone. Yeah. Because there's some interesting stuff coming out. That's good. Um, uh, what I can say though is that I've been uh, really getting in, uh, really um, fast forwarding a lot of my photography stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, I mean, you've been 
uh, running the uh, the Nikon Z50 now for a for about a week. Yeah, no, I went to um, you know the markets are reopened and went to Shoreditch last weekend, and I took the camera there and took some photographs of the graffiti around there there's lots of short uh, artists that have done um graffiti on the walls and different yep, places yep, yep. so i was taking some snapshots and, and also the markets as well with the food and the different uh um, stalls and stalls. Everything, yeah. oh, one unusual thing i found was this mexican guy he had street uh sweets from mexico and a How lot of and a lot of this uh, the funny thing is the, the core ingredient they had in the sweets was tamarind so Ooh. yeah, so tamarind was the main ingredient in nearly every single. Sweet. So it was like tangy and and uh, sour as well. So they and had bitter. and bitter. So they had sour and tanginess in a lot of the sweets. So they were very acquired tastes, I would mm. say. I'm the not kids, a big fan of tamarind. The kids, I'll be honest we, with you. we got quite a few varieties of different selections. Some of them were good. Some of them were not so good. But yeah. it was but it was quite unusual. Good yeah. selection. Yeah, good selection. So uh, yeah, you know, I've been uh, been doing all of that, been getting back into the swing of things with fitness as well. Oh yeah, you went for a run, didn't you? I, I did. So I did my done. first six minute mile. Ooh. Yep. So I'm uh, really happy with that. Um, yeah. uh, definitely concentrating more on the short burst now rather okay. than the distance. Yeah. Uh, I think if I increase my explosiveness, uh, then that will have a good impact on my lot on my long term uh, stamina. Yeah. Uh, so I want to increase how explosive I can be, uh, get my speed up. Um, I want to try and do a five-minute mile, okay. follow Roger Bannister. Yes. Uh, so that'll be really nice. And then do a four-minute mile. Absolutely not. That is not <laughs> going to happen, ever. Um, no, but five is good. If you can get under five, that's exceptional. I feel like I'm part of an exclusive club. Yeah, under five um, minutes. Once I'm under the five-minute mark. Yeah. Um. And then maybe, you know, uh, start prepping for, for a marathon in the future. Okay, cool. I'd definitely like to yeah. like to join you in that club. Okay. Uh, so that will be quite nice. And yeah. I think that will really top me out yeah. um, with regards to my um, uh, my physical capabilities. Okay. Um, so, yeah, been doing all that. I also managed to get through a book uh, this week, mm-hmm. um, which I have to say was, was a very emotional, emotional read. Okay. A very, very emotional read. Mm-hmm. Uh, although... Um, the sheer, um, transparent, truthful, honest take in this book is really what gripped me. I tend to kind of shy away from emotional turmoil when reading Mm -hmm. purely because I'm trying to get away from the emotional turmoil in my life. Okay. And I don't want to be dragged back into it. (laughs) Into into your, Um, yeah. Yeah. But the way that this book was written was fantastic. So Uh it's, it's called Evicted by Matthew Desmond. Okay. Uh, for anyone who knows, Matthew Desmond is, um, the leading Harvard sociologist, mm-hmm. uh, so- sociology professor. Okay. Um, very, very well known, very well accredited. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically wrote this book about um, some of the deep social problems uh, in the United States. Okay. Um, with regards to telling true real life stories about families yeah. um, who struggle to stay off the streets, who struggle to pay rent, who struggle to put food in their kids' mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the devastating effects of how an eviction can change someone's life, okay. can change a family's yep. life. Yep. Um, and it really, really struck me, particularly after watching that movie as well that we saw, The Platform. The Platform? Yeah. Um, okay. So because of the social inequality yep. and the economic equality that happened in that movie, yep. 
it really led hand in hand with this book. And um, there's a film that sort of re- goes compliments that 99 Homes, I think it was. And that's about yeah, 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 uh, evic- yeah. Uh, evicting people it's from about homes that, in America. Uh, state agent, right? Yeah, the yeah. state agent I told you about. Uh, I mean, this is there, there is definitely nothing that I've experienced, whether it's in a movie format or in a book format, that can compare to the kind of uh, emotional roller coaster that the stories take you through. Mm. Um, written beautifully, very, yeah. very good book. And I think it's important that everyone gets a dose of reality to see what happens in the poorest communities in the United States. Yeah. Uh, and to know that that's a developed country. That's an economic superpower. Yeah. What the hell is happening in developing countries where mm. the poorest communities are 95% of the population? Yeah. Uh, it's very, very sad and um, definitely a read. I would really, really highly recommend people to really, you know, uh, get a cold, hard dose of reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, fantastic book. Really recommend it. Okay. Uh, but on to our subject today. Okay. What are we <laughs> talking about? Okay. Uh, people, this is part two of two. Okay, part two of two. Part two of two, final part. And the first part, first part was the interviews. Epi- interviews. The in- the episode on the interviews. It was just before lockdown. I think a month before. It was. It was. Oh, I think you know what? It, it may have a, been the first week of lockdown. Actually. No, it was before. It was definitely before lockdown. Sure. Yeah. It okay. was a while ago. Whenever it was, it was some time ago. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was about three, three, four months ago now. Yeah. Uh, very well received episode, if I'm completely honest. The, some of the messages that we got, uh, Mm. on the back of that, people getting dream jobs. Yeah. Uh, people getting promotions. And and also a couple of people followed the strategies that we, we touched on in that episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And it helped them a lot. Yeah, 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 this is what I'm saying. You know, people who listened to the episode, who implemented some of the, uh, some of the tips that we were giving. Yeah. Um, they were able to land the, the job that they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they kind of understood what they were doing wrong and maybe yeah. try and try the way that we were suggesting. Yeah. Uh, and people were really, really successful in that, yeah. which was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always fantastic yeah. hearing True. back. And Definitely. that's why before we get into this, uh, guys, it's so important for us to hear from you um, how you're benefiting from the episodes that we release. Mm-hmm. Um so if you're a new listener, then please, by all means, if you go to our bio, uh, there, there should be uh, a way to, there should be a, sh- a way that shows you how to get in contact with us. Mm-hmm. Please send us an email. Um, just tell us what you enjoyed yeah, or what you didn't enjoy. Yeah. Maybe not so much of that one, but, you know, just tell <laughs> us what you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy it, then keep it to yourself. So, uh... <laughs> and, and also... Like when when do you listen to the episodes? Like we always like to find out what. Um, I mean, before lockdown, it was quite obvious. Yeah, people used to listen to them uh, on the lot, way on the way to work, or the, or way, the way, way home, or on the school run, or on the school drop off. Yeah, or lot, long drives, or long drives, and people going for walks. Yeah, and they, even uh, a couple of listeners said that they used to have it on in the background while they were doing their work as well. Yeah, at work when they yeah. were doing a mundane task. That's right. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, a uh, of people, one of those uh, yeah. comments said, "Yeah, yeah." So, uh, yeah, please do let us know. Um, now, what are we going to be now? Look, uh, look, guys, if you if you want to, we highly recommend if you haven't go back, listen to that interview uh, episode. Yeah. Um, uh, if you feel like that you're an interview god, uh, then don't. <laughs> uh, but either way, it was an interesting episode to do. Yeah. CV. OK, we're going to be talking about the value of a CV and what you should do to make the best CV possible. Mm hmm. We're going to be talking about 
if CVs are, uh, why CVs are important and if they're important. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about how to make the best first impression with your CV. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the format. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the content. Mm -hmm. So that's a little um, uh, um, uh, content. That, that, that's a little bit of a contents page for you mm -hmm. uh, to let you know what you can expect. Yeah. Uh, also, can you just let us know, we're going to start doing this thing now uh, in some of our episodes where we lay out exactly what we're going to be covering before we even start. Okay, gotcha. Um, so if you guys like that, just let us know. Yeah. Because um, we're trying different things now. We mm -hmm. want to try and get things right mm -hmm. so we can kind of like unconsciously get it right in the future. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you guys like that, then just let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it helps us rather than guessing. Yeah. So... Do you think CVs are important? Uh, yes, definitely. You were away with the fairies <laughs> no, there for a second. No, I thought you was, was talking to the listeners. No. Yeah, they're going to no, answer me. Yeah. yeah. No, no, definitely. You need, they're almost, basically, they're your entry in the first impression that an employer actually sees is, uh, it depends. Some, some adverts prefer, they have application forms. So you have to fill in an application form and some of them, prefer uh submission of a cv so if the cv is the first well, point no, well, i don't I, I don't think what? i've ever seen a job that doesn't require a cv no some some don't have you you haven't you probably haven't applied there's there's a lot of jobs out there that do not that you cannot submit a cv you have to You're fill in kidding the, me yeah, yeah what kind of jobs is that the government departments if you look at a lot of government departments, but that would be an internal um no no external no external jobs uh even um nhs jobs if you go into nhs jobs hmm. You can't submit your CV. Is that you, right? You have to fill in their application form. So you're transferring a lot. And then they have competence questions that you have to fill in. And lo a, a lot. I'm lo familiar with those. Yeah. So local authority ones as well. You can't. Um, they don't accept CVs. Uh, a lot of schools as well. Uh, applications to school jobs. They, you, you, you fill in the form for the school. But I mean, for, for example, like the job that you're currently in. Yeah. You need a CV for that. Yes, my yeah. my one was a CV, but other there are other jobs in the past we have applied for where you've had to fill in an application form. So that that's what I'm saying. So the application okay. forms are we might need another episode on those type of jobs, but we could maybe do that in a pod or something. Yeah, in a pod. Yeah, um, because I always find them quite difficult to tackle the application forms. They're quite long, and they you have to write essays in some of them as well. Uh, I've, I've, well, the thing is, is I've, I've, I those. have seen some of these lengthy application forms. Yeah. But I've always seen them paired with a section where it says, "Please upload your CV." Yeah, you attach your CV. Yeah. But the the premise, uh, the the main thing that they use to analyze is the application form. The CV is just there because I've sat on the other side as well when the on the hiring side. Yeah, on the uh, when they filter through the CVs. So when it comes in, they filter through the application forms. But anyway, the CV is very important because the first point of contact that you're going to have with the employer. So the way you present it, the layout, the content, the structure, uh, your opening statement that you have at the, the at little the beginning. summary, the little yeah, profile, I think they're yeah, called. Yeah, the profile statement is very key. I think if we just talk about that initially, so you have to tailor that to the industry. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What? We need to cycle back, cycle back. Okay. Just talk. About why you think the CV is valuable. Okay, the, yeah, the first yeah. thing is the CV, it shows, the, the basically you're trying to sell yourself to the employer and yep. explain, basically the job 
your CV should match up to the job specification that they've set, put out in the advert and you need to tick as many uh, requirements off in that job spec within your CV. And also there's got to be keywords that like project management, agile uh, um, ability to work in teams, um, leadership. leadership skills. Uh, so those qualifications, quali certain qualifications like undergrad, postgrad. So those those skills are Prince two qualified. So those key buzzwords need to be ticked off in your CV. Otherwise, so a lot of these employers they use um, software which actually filters the CVs. So if they have a high volume of applications, like over five thousand or a thousand applications, the software will filter them to the ones with those keywords. And then a human person would actually analyze and sit down and read them. But so some companies will actually manually sit down and analyze all the CVs. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. Um, I do think that CVs are extraordinarily important. Uh, I have seen so many capable individuals um, be completely taken out by the CV. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they're not able to convey effectively how talented and valuable uh, they are and how good they could be for that role. Yeah. Purely because of the poor quality of CV that they produce because mm -hmm. uh, they don't understand what needs to be in the CV. Yeah. Um, now, I think, is it important to tick off certain things on your CV? A hundred percent. Are yeah. you setting, uh, satisfying the requirements for the hirer? Yeah. Uh, however, for the, for the uh, recruit, uh, for the recruiter. However, I think what's more important in today's day and age mm -hmm. is not only to tick those requirements, but to be unique, to yeah. stand out. Yeah. You don't want to just tick on a check on yeah. a checklist. Yeah. You want to be able to tick the X factor box. Yeah. The je ne sais quoi, as you say. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, that little something. Something different. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's important. Mm -hmm. That right now is what is important because when you're sitting down and you're a recruiter, or you're part of um, uh, the hiring staff in a company, mm -hmm. and you are getting 50 to 60 to 1,000 CVs a day. Yeah. Um, sometimes you're judging a CV based on its look. Yeah. You're not even reading it. You're not even d dealing with the buzzwords. Literally, yeah. You are literally just looking yeah. at it. If it's not a machine analyzer, then if it's a human, they're just looking. And I've seen recruitment managers, I've sat in on... Uh, um, when they're uh, shortlisting for jobs in, in NHS and other organisations, they just literally read the first page. Yeah. And the first the, the first paragraph, look at some of your qualifications and they get thousands of people. We've uh, thousands of people with like postgraduate degrees and uh, qualifications. You, you, you know what? So they, they look at the basically it's hard for them to find areas to distinguish between people because everyone's got a similar level of qualifications. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I've actually seen something even more extreme than that. Yeah. I've seen, uh, and I've experienced myself, in fact, um, uh, when, uh, uh, you know, me and my friends, we would do a little startup or something like that and we're bringing yeah. someone on board. Yeah. Um, or, you know, in a big corporation or something like that. I've seen hiring managers um, completely dismiss a uh, CV. Mm hmm Without even reading it, just looking at how many pages it is. If it's yeah. more than one page, next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, looking at the font that's used. Yeah. Uh, looking next. at the layout without yeah. even reading a single word on it. Yeah. 
just looking at the look of it, looking mm. at how many pages it is, yeah. looking at how much writing is on there. If too much writing is on that page, yeah. next. Yeah. Finish, 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 done, done, done. Yeah. Next, next, yeah. next, next, next. These guys are skipping through them like maniacs. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so that's the that's the thing. It's important that, yes, is your content good? A hundred percent. But your format needs to be on mm. point. Yeah. Uh, you need to be able, because there's two things we're going to be talking about here. We're going to be talking about the CV and we're going to be talking about the covering letter as well. Oh, yes. The covering letter. Because yep. you know what? Sometimes the covering letter can actually make up for a poor CV. Yeah. Unfortunately, a poor cover, a poor CV cannot make make up for no. a poor covering letter. No. no. Because nine times out of ten, the first thing that the recruiter is going to see is that covering letter. Yes. And if that is a poor covering letter, then they will not make it to see your CV. No, they won't look at your CV. They will not. Because yeah. guess where you're going to go? Mm -hmm. The reject pile. Yeah. You're off over there in the <laughs> trash bin. That's where you're off. Yeah. So we've both distinguished that we both believe that the CV is important. Yeah. Why don't you continue what you were saying earlier now uh, <laughs> about the content? So okay. let, let, let's talk about the content. Okay. What should be in a good the CV? What, what do people need to put in there? What do you do? Just go, just go over the, the first fundamentals about the two page and the three page. Because I've, I've been in contact with in the past with recruitment consultants as well and also hiring managers there is a tendency uh, as as you get older you you will have lots of history uh, and lots of organizations and sometimes it can be quite hard to condense it in into two pages but the golden rule used to be always two pages is the max but then also i have seen people uh, um, flip the CV and manage to squeeze everything on one page as well. And if you can, it is hard work, but if you can condense it and you can basically uh, come up with, deliver all the punch points and the bullet points, you could, I've seen CVs on one page as well. I'm a huge, huge proponent of the one page CV. Yeah, that could be the next thing, the one page no, CV. No, I don't, I don't think it is the next thing. Yeah. I think it's the now thing. The now thing. I'm going to be completely honest with you. The two-page CV is is dead and buried. Uh -huh. The now thing is the one-page one CV. One-page CV. Uh, like I said, if you are going for tech, mm -hmm. which is the new the new yeah. thing now, uh, that's where everyone wants to work. Mm -hmm. um, most of these big tech companies, these um, yeah. uh, Fang companies, is what we call them. Yeah. Um, they will not look at your CV if it's longer than one page. Okay. Because they don't believe that you're able to convey your point in an effective um, and efficient manner. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go back to that. So at the beginning, you right at the top, you have all your key contact information. So your email, your phone number, and then that should be only a couple of lines at the top. And then the first opening paragraph is either your, basically your profile statement. And then the profile statement is normally just a paragraph long. And you you tailor it to the industry you're moving. So if you want to become your you're like a project manager in construction industry, you will tailor it to that industry. Or if you're a, pro a project manager in IT, you will tailor that statement to to convey the message that you've worked on projects or your your aspiration is to go into that industry. So that that will be your opening statement. And then normally what follows that is either uh basically you're either you can have i've seen two ways if if you're if you're a new young gra graduate and you haven't got much experience then the thing is you would have to put your education next 
But if you've got a breadth of experience, then education always goes further down in the CV, even onto the second page. First and foremost, chaps. Yeah. Okay. Let's just make this very clear. If you're a graduate or you're whatever, okay, you should be working on getting that experience. Yeah. Okay. When you're at university, university is not just there to get your degree. University is there to also make sure that you're effectively networking mm -hmm. and getting the internships every single summer that you should be getting. Yeah. yeah. That is very, very important mm -hmm. because there are loads and loads of very good quality employers like yeah. Goldman Sachs, yeah. um, like Morgan Stanley, like mm -hmm. Facebook, like Google, yeah. um, that really want that demonstrable work experience. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's now becoming more and more desirable to have demonstrable work experience yeah. than it is a good quality education. Yeah. Um, that's why it says when you apply for a job at Google, it says um, either have a a ba in relevant degree mm -hmm. or demonstrable work ex or equivalent work experience work experience yeah and i've spoken to the different hiring managers at these great great companies and yeah. they've all said the same thing yeah if we have two candidates and one is well educated and the other's got fantastic work experience yeah we go for the work experience one. yeah i would have to agree with omar there on that point as well because when you're looking at cvs and if they've just got they've just come straight out of a, a university and they've gotten zero any relevant business experience or commercial experience they're going to struggle to get shortlisted so whenever Very you get so. whenever you get an opportunity a summer job uh, a weekend job any area or a startup or a startup company where you, even if it's a failure somewhere where you can work in the evenings maybe even if you do it for a couple of months just add it onto your cv it just gives you that extra element so you've got some academic and you've started some business experience and business acumen a hundred percent um i mean i think i think that's what you really really need to do because at the end of the day uh you can't make things up on your cv mm -hmm. uh you have to put down what you've actually done um and if you haven't done any work experience then don't put it down but work let's go from the grassroots okay let's let's start from the beginning and if you don't have any work experience what does that mean that means you have to go out and get work experience yeah, yeah. because you're not going to get a job unless you have the work experience i know it's, it's a catch it's a, it's cliche. a catch it's a catch 22 it, yeah. 2022 20, situation it's a catch 22 situation but sometimes you can even there you can work for uh what they call when you work for uh some, well, you could get an internship. Yeah, internship. That's it. Uh, some companies offer internships. You could yeah. even you could even do um. Uh, uh, th there's many many startups out there that will take you on as a voluntary. Yeah, and then the other one is voluntary work. There's lots yeah. of voluntary work you could do to build up a, a portfolio of small projects that you've worked on. Very much so, and yeah. some of these smaller projects give you actually a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So in your CV, you can write some great things, and we're going to get into some examples later on. Yeah. Which is going to be quite exciting because I've actually got. Uh, an example okay. of a CV up in front of yeah, me, yeah. Uh, which could be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just like you said, the profile, yeah. limit that to three or four sentences. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Your name, um, how many years of experience you've yeah, got. You've got. If you yeah. don't have any experience or years worth of experience, name your education. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you want to say a very, very quick thing about why you're enthusiastic about that particular job. So I would go further than you mm -hmm. and say, don't even tailor it to the industry, tailor it to that job. To the, to the job. That, yeah, that's the next level to tailor it to the job. That particular yeah. job. So for yeah. example, if you're going to be applying uh, as a, I'll give an example. 
if you're applying as a job as a product manager, mm-hmm. okay, uh, which is kind of like the it job nowadays, mm-hmm. um, you want to talk about how you've got a very creative um, uh, persona, mm-hmm. how you're very um, on the ball, you prioritize things very well, excuse me, you prioritize things very well, mm-hmm. um, and how you can work collaboratively very effective. Yeah. However, if you're applying for a assistant product product manager, mm-hmm. you all of a sudden want to talk about how you can work collaboratively. Yeah. How you can work in a team. Yeah. How you are excited to learn about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're excited to expand and grow into the role. Yeah. And that should be your four lines right there. Yeah. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Keep it direct. Mm-hmm. Show the employer that you don't flower and waffle. Yeah. Show them that you can be direct, get to the point and communicate what you're trying to get across as mm-hmm. efficiently and effectively as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the rest of the content, what are you doing? There's there's different. Yeah, it breaks into two avenues. Like, so then the next thing is you could focus on achievement. So if you've got a breadth of experience, so you've worked for about five or ten years then you can list significant projects or achievements that you've achieved in those organizations as bullet points in terms of what you um what you did yeah then go into each then list each employment and in terms of what you achieved rather than listing the activities or tasks you were responsible list what you achieved in those roles impact yeah and the impact you had that is exactly in that orga- what it is in that organization very much so i 100 yeah. percent agree with you there yeah uh, if you start lift- listing out the tasks uh that is an immediate rejection yeah, that, that is an old format a, a long time ago there that was a generally a lot of the cvs were tasks orientated. They were. um i led this team for three yeah. years yeah i managed five people yeah i uh, had budget of 500 million or whatever yeah, yeah. or 50 million 50 or million. 5 million or whatever it was yeah. or um i was promoted yeah what did you do to get promoted? Yeah. Come on, lad. I saved know? this much for the company. Yeah. Uh, I improved the uh, the the fi- the finance processing of invoices, and we saved this much over five years. But but it's also good in each employer to list um, if the employee if the the company name is not so well known, it's good to list in brackets the sector or the industry that they're in, in case you're applying to a new employer that haven't heard of that particular company. And then whenever you're talking about a project, it's good to give the scale in terms of like the budget you spent or how many people you managed. So then the hiring manager gets a scale of responsibility that you have. Absolutely. Because if you're uh, listing vague statements, they they don't know how much money you had, how many teams you controlled. It's hard for them to gauge the responsibility level that you worked at. A hundred percent. I mean, I I, I don't really actually have much more to add than what you just said. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think it's important Uh, when it comes to the different sections. uh, I think you should split it like this. Yeah. Work history or work experience. Yeah, work history. Yeah. Uh, Education. Yeah. Skills. Yeah. And passions. Yeah, skills. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. So work experience, education, skills and passions. Yeah. Uh, pa- if you want passions you mean like hobby do you mean hobbies yeah hobbies yeah yeah, hobbies, yeah, yeah, yeah. hobbies yeah. Uh, so i'm going to give a few examples yeah so for example uh in your work history mm-hmm. or your work experience yeah um rather than saying what you just said like i managed a team of five people mm-hmm. 
uh, you want to show something like, for example, um, um, goodness me. Okay, so for example, um, uh, negotiated insurance contract for 700 PCO drivers, which increased revenue by 40%. Yeah, so you, you, you open the statement and you give it a conclusion in terms of what, you, what your That's effect it. was, yeah, your um, impact. Conducted in-depth market research and meetings with our clients to ascertain incremental feature development and prioritise the backlog. Okay. This this shows what you did, yeah, and it shows exactly what 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 happened in the end. Your output, yeah. Um, overhauled the entire UX and UI on a small budget, which caused a fifty percent increase in website traffic, mm -hmm. a seventy percent increase in user satisfaction, mm -hmm. and a two hundred percent ROI. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That is an immediate thing. Whoa, that's mm -hmm. amazing. This guy knows what he's doing, or this yeah. girl knows what they're doing. Yeah. Amazing, fantastic mm -hmm. on it. When it comes to the skills, um, you want to talk about things like strategic planning, yeah, teamwork and collaborative work, mm -hmm. agile methodology, like yep. what you said either yep. mm -hmm. uh, earlier. Uh, that's what you want to do for passions or um, uh, hobbies, is Ob what you said. Oh yeah, hobbies. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Disruptive technology. Okay. Movies. Yeah. Music. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a particular sport. Mm -hmm. Keep it one word. Yeah. Don't go into too much detail. Yeah, yeah. You want to get the hiring manager interested enough where they want to talk to you. Yeah. And then you can elaborate in your interview on those exactly. on those areas. Yeah. You want to leave them guessing. Yeah. Kind of use your passion or your hobby yeah. section as the cliffhanger mm -hmm. of the CV. Yeah. This is a part where you don't need to be specific. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you play uh, recreational tennis... Yeah. Uh, two or three times a year yeah. you don't need to, that's not something yeah. to you know sing home uh, yeah. um, uh, um, uh, uh, to sing home about however um, what 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 is a way of doing it is tennis enthusiast mm -hmm. that's a very good way of phrasing yeah. it on yeah, your CV yeah. and then in the interview you can say you can flower it up a little bit mm -hmm. um, so these these are really really interesting yeah. ways of going about mm -hmm. it um, now I just wanted to mention another tip which yeah. I recently got from a recruiter was basically because because I've got um I've been working over 20 years. Absolutely. I've, I found I found it hard sometimes uh, to list all the employers within the two CVs because I used to list um, everyone, uh, everyone, which would probably so, end up in a four yeah, page. CV. No, no, it was it was actually three pages. So right. I was so and then I, I couldn't work out how people as as they progressed in life so as you get into your into your 40s and 50s how were they condensing their cvs and then basically one of the recruiters says so all your historical stuff just list it as a one-liner so if you worked at like one particular company say jp morgan and it was when you were in your 20s just list you worked at jp morgan as a project manager and then only really in the first page go into your last two roles or maybe your third role and then every previous role just condense it to a one-liner just put the job title and then they most employers only look and talk about your your current role your previous role and maybe one other third additional role they never go back any further unless you're trying to switch sectors or you're trying to 
changes. Yeah, unless you're trying to look for relevancy. Yeah, and then then I, I spoke to another uh, lady who's who had significant more experience than me. She was in her fifties, and then what she tended to do, she goes when she switched sectors or was applying for a particular sector, she would emphasize the job roles uh, in more detail. She would go into a lot more. Uh, talk about each of the projects she worked on in more detail in those particular jobs that were focused for that industry or that sector she was trying to switch to. And they just minimize the jobs to one line and one sentence, the, the roles that were not relevant at all. So that way it condensed this. And she had over like 35 years of experience. And I was thinking, how do you squeeze that into two pages? Yeah. And then that's how what she was doing. She would just exp she would just collapse the jobs that weren't relevant and expand the jobs that were relevant. And then that that's how you go forward. I think that's actually a very good tip. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, you know, I'll provide a little tip for yeah. the complete opposite. Yeah, another tip. Yeah. Um, so that's a great tip for people with a wealth of experience. Yep. A tip for our listeners who may not have a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you really do need a job very quickly and you don't have the time to go along and get this free work experience. Yeah. A very good way of doing that is turning your work experience section into a project section. Okay. Yeah. That's, so what you could do good. is you could talk about your own projects. Yeah. So you could say that you um, uh, tried to design an app mm -hmm. or you uh, wrote, a, wrote articles or you tried to start an online blog or yeah, you did blog. a podcast, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, or you uh, did social media marketing for your mm -hmm. uh, for an Instagram page. Yeah. Like you could talk about these little projects that you've been doing. Mm -hmm. um, if any of them were successful, what happened? If yeah. any of them weren't successful, yeah, don't talk about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't, one great don't mention those, one yeah. great piece of advice I can give uh -huh. is don't talk about your failures on your CV. Yes. Uh, talk about your failures in the interview uh, because it's actually very good to talk about your failures and what you learned from them in your interview. Yeah, your when they ask you what your strengths yeah. and weaknesses are. Yeah. Yeah, or even was, yeah. even when they ask about your work experience, it's important that people know that you're willing to take risks mm -hmm. and that when those risks don't pull off, how you've learned from them and how you're not going to repeat that. Yeah, true. Uh, so that's also very very important. Yeah. Uh, but do not talk about your failures in your CV for God's sake. How many times I've seen it <laughs> when someone says, "I did this startup." Yeah. I was ambitious, but unfortunately, yeah. it didn't turn yeah. out very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That immediately just leaves a sour taste yeah, in the hiring true. manager's mouth. Yeah. So for our listeners who don't have maybe a lot of experience, yeah. turn the work experience section mm -hmm. into your project section. Yeah. It's a nice segue yeah. to uh, make up for it. Uh, and it, it has a good impression. And another thing I, I know uh, recently, you don't have to. People used to always put their date of birth. You don't have to put your date of birth on I your wouldn't. CV. I and wouldn't. I would advise I not have. to. Yeah, you, uh, don't put your date of birth because... The, uh, and employers are not allowed to discriminate against age anyway so that whether should, or not they actually yeah, abide by, by that. that so but the, the other thing is people can work out your age because they look at when you've either graduated or you've done your a-levels or gcse's and that's normally generally listed on on your cv and then from that they sort of work out based on how many employers yeah which listed. they shouldn't be doing they they i've seen hiring managers yeah, do that which and they, they shouldn't they, be they doing that's a, that, that, I, th I think that's a disgraceful but thing it is it is is a bad thing but yeah ageism I'll, is a terrible thing yeah so i would advise not to put it's not a, a, a must thing to put your age on there let's just say it like this don't put your date above yeah, yeah don't put your date above just just don't don't yeah, do it yeah it's bad for people who are young 
and, and it's bad for people, for people who are old. old. Yeah, either yeah. way. Yeah, both both ways get affected. You just don't win. Yeah. So it doesn't benefit you no. in any way. No. Leave the date of birth out of there. And I would even say, you know, a lot of people put their address. Leave your address. Okay. Leave doesn't your address matter. out. I tell just you why. Put, just put. Just put the city. Just put the capital, the city where you're living. Yeah. Just okay. put the town that you're in. And don't put the road. Leave your address. Yeah. Don't put your they postcode in there. Yeah. Don't put your postcode. Um, I have seen this in several circumstances, okay. uh, particularly one. in the finance industry. Yeah. Uh, where there is a, a bias towards certain postcodes. Where you live. Yes. Okay. So, for example, That's if your postcode one. isn't t- tremendously desirable, okay, gotcha. Then the employer worries that you're of a certain type of person. Okay. Uh, it's a tr- tremendously um, a bigoted way of hiring, but it's that unfortunate fact. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. If you mm-hmm. live in like uh, SW1, for example, yeah. Yeah. Um, then you immediately you get shortlisted. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, it's, it's kind of like um, uh, uh, the way that I class postcode uh, bias Lo- yeah. is the same way that, that some hirers, uh, some hiring managers will hire you if you've got a white name as opposed to a ethnic yes. name. Yes, yeah, yeah, same as that. Um, yeah. So it's very similar. Okay. So leave your postcode out of it. Okay, so leave your postcode out. Yeah. Uh, if there is a particular desire to yeah. be in a t- certain town, mm-hmm. then make that apparent that you are in that town. Okay. Leave your postcode okay. out of it, though. That's a good tip. Is Yeah, thanks, the, man. The, the, the other one was um, a lot of companies um, are now using... They pseudonymize the CV, so they take out any personal data. So I've a few, this, yeah. a few recruitment. Lloyd's companies, Banking Group does that. Yeah, so they take out your your name, and even I think I'm not I'm not sure about gender, but your name and your personal profile details are eradicated from the CV. So they get CV A, CV B, and then that way it it reduces the gender bias and discrimination that's going on by certain hiring managers, but not. Every company does this. Only I've I've seen a few companies are actually starting to do this. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. No, I I, I, I think as times go along, particularly with this whole with the Black Lives Matter uh, thing uh, and with the new information that's coming out with gender discrimination, sorry, um, with race discrimination, uh, employers are going to really be making a very, very strong effort on making sure that, you know, yeah. all ethnic minorities are, are getting a good chance here. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. That. That's great. Onto the. On. On. Onto the next part is okay. the format. Oh yeah, the format. So yeah. we've spoken about keeping things on the one page. Yep. However, I have seen one page CVs that look very boring. If I'm completely honest. Okay. Uh. There's. You. You talking about the layout and the. I'm talking text about the format. The yeah. The. The format. Yeah. The layout. Yeah. The te- the, the format. Design, the yeah. typography yeah. used. Mm-hmm. The colors. If there's any colors. Yeah. Colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a thin line between being overzealous with your yeah. design of your CV. Yeah. Like a graphic. Comes, a graphic yeah. design company. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like a poster. Yeah. Precisely. Like yeah. I think I saw one once, which was. Um, uh, they put their work experience in a TV. Oh. And then they put their uh, work exp- They put their skills in a in a mobile phone. Yeah. And it was just like this collage oh, of okay, stuff. Collage. It was just a, a mind. It was just it was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It just it completely like screwed with your. I head. have seen some CVs like that where they go for pictures. Yeah. And the pictures. Like I've worked in this industry. Yeah, that's right. And they use a picture to say of ten this is years where it was, in yeah. in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And they, they I don't know. Therefore, there's certain. I think certain graphical companies have 
uh, they prefer that as well. I don't know. Certain, I'll be, I'll be completely certain honest areas, with you. Certain sectors. I'll be completely honest with you. Like mm. I said, yeah. I think there is a, a upper limit. Yeah. Uh, on how far you can go with that, regardless of your industry. But most most sectors would not go for that. They will not yeah. go for that. Yeah. Uh, however, I also believe that most industries and most sectors uh, mm. will not go for a dry, drab-looking CV. Yeah. Because it's not. Um, uh, uh, it's not um, uh, inviting. It's not interesting. It's not. It doesn't showcase any form of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of combat this? Well, can I just give some really straightforward advice here for a second? Yeah. Go to a CV company. Yeah, that's. Oh, that was the other thing. There's there's professional CV companies as well. There are websites yeah. out there that will do like resume.io yeah or zet zetly i think it's called yeah or something along those lines where you can literally go online yeah that's ridiculous yeah that's over the top that's ridiculous yeah you know that's a joke Mm -hmm. there's far too much information there uh that's just ridiculous um uh, however uh if you go to one of these unbelievable unbelievable that looks like it's straight from hell (laughs) Honestly, that's a joke. Yeah. That looks like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly, it looks like a video game. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, go to one of these resume mm-hmm. companies. Yeah. Okay. You can input all your data and they will make a beautiful, professional, sleek, yeah. modern resume mm-hmm. just for you. Yeah. And guess what? It works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ran a bit of an experiment where I made a cv Mm -hmm. and i sent one cv to the company the same one just normal word document okay and then about a month later i sent the same cv but formatted on one of these resume companies okay yeah uh to the same company and i was invited for an interview i also made a difference yeah i mean that is the kind of difference that the that the the format the look of the cv can can do yeah um so and and these companies they're professional they're professional writers of cvs and they know what recruitment managers look look for and they they will refresh if your cv is outdated they will know what the current vibe is and what current recruitment managers are looking for and they will present it in the in in a way that will stand out okay i'll be honest with you um i wouldn't trust these resume writers okay um uh, what these what these ones that I'm talking about are is that they they do suggest certain wording, okay. Um, but they won't write it for you. So it's kind of like it's like a questionnaire type thing. So you input your data on the on this website, okay. And so then it just spits out. Oh, something. so it just reformats it for you Basically. automatically. Okay. Yeah. You, oh, I thought you were talking about the ones where they write it for you. No, no, no. Oh. So number one, I think they're very expensive. Those mm, ones, yeah. and I think that they're hit and miss. Yeah, I've heard some are from, good, some are not. I've heard from a lot of friends um, that they paid someone to do their CV for them, mm-hmm. and they got no calls back from that CV. And then they decided to spend, you know, a few weeks yeah. making their own perfect CV, doing mm-hmm. their own research, yeah. and they were far more successful. Yeah. I think it's important. Nobody knows you like you. Yeah. And um, how much do these the the CV format things cost? Here's the thing. Okay, they're not very expensive, okay. so they can be about twenty pounds a month. Okay. To subscribe. Oh, to. it's a monthly. Yeah. Okay. However, most of them offer seven days free trials. So oh, so you, you can just, just do, do that and then and cancel jump it. Off. Yeah. yeah. And yep. most of the time you can download a Word document that you can edit. 
Yes. So you literally just get that, download it, and then yeah. when you when your circumstances change, you yeah. just edit on the work, yes. Word document. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. Don't faff around with designing something. Just let the professional do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good tip. Yeah, no, honestly, it's it's the easiest way that yeah. I found yeah. uh, to do it. Um, just get one of those um, uh, uh, free, one of those free services. Mm-hmm. Don't muck around uh, and just let, someone else do it much better than you ever could yeah um that that would be the that would be the best piece of advice i could give okay uh but all in all guys um cvs are important yeah and there's no way that they're not going to be important in any time in the future no if anything they're going to be more important yes um and it doesn't matter how funny or charming Mm -hmm. or capable you are Mm -hmm. without a good cv you'll never be able to showcase it yeah so fix up your cv and you use some of these tips that we've given, um, you know, because, you know, but between us, um, you know, we've got some good experience. Yeah, because we, we're just giving you the basic fundamental um, things that you need to follow in order to get a good CV out there. So hopefully this will enable you uh, to get a good start in, in the recruitment world. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, whether you're a graduate or you're or, or, um, looking to make a sideways yeah, move or, or career change or career change. Yep. Just do it. Yeah. And use this quarantine, use this lockdown time. Time to reformat your CVs. Yeah. To sort out your CV. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can, you can, you can uh, do what you want with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really good. Actually. That was good. I really like that. You gave some really good points. The other thing I want to talk about, but in the future is about uh, these video CVs. And that might be the future. They are like, basically, it's a 90 second clip of you selling yourself. No and way. Saying, yeah. And some people have them uploaded either on their uh, LinkedIn profile or basically you can create a 90 second video CV and then you submit it to um, the employer to complement with your normal CV. But that, but that might be the future. I don't know. We could talk about it in another episode. I like the sound of that, actually. Yeah. Um, but no, that was really good. I really enjoyed okay, that, actually. Cool. Um, so should we play a nice track for the guys to that, relax? That, that's actually what I'm doing. Okay. I'm oh, while right Omar's one. looking for that, we've got more future episodes coming and they will be very uh, <laughs> different. Yeah. You need to work on your uh, on your on your fillers. <laughs> you need to work on your fillers, mate. Yeah. You okay. need to sort that out. Okay. There there will be quite a few. We've got a couple of episodes coming up. One is on photography. That's going to be really yeah, fun. So the uh, that should be one. out in a couple of weeks. And and there was one on uh, non-alcoholic cocktails as well. Oh, uh, that's going to be out in about 4 weeks, I think. Okay, for a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a couple of uh, different things in the pipeline. We do. We do. Yeah. I mean, listen guys, since uh, since the rebrand, we're really putting in a lot of effort to give you guys the most diverse and interesting set of subjects. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, you know, it was it, it was tough in the first few episodes getting used to the rebrand and stuff like yeah. that. But I think now we're getting into the swing of it again. OK, um, uh, it definitely feels a lot more effortless again. Yeah. So that's good. So the track that we're going to be leaving our listeners with yeah. is Campfire Ooh, nice. by No Spirit, yeah. Kyle McEvoy and Dylan Witherow. Oh, nice. So it's a combo. A du- duo, double yeah, act. It's, okay. it's, it's a, well, actually a trifecta, actually. Oh, free. Were they yeah, free? Okay, free. Yeah, no, no Spirit, Kyle McAvoy. Okay, No Spirit. And Dylan Witherow. Okay. We've actually played No Spirit before. Oh, okay. Um, I love No Spirit. No Spirit yeah. is one of my favourite um, yeah. uh, composers, actually. I mm-hmm. think he's brilliant. Nice. 
uh, him and Sleepy Fish are Sleepy Fish. really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hope you guys enjoy that. Yeah, so take care and see you on the next project. And stay curious. Okay. Take care. Have a good one. Sayonara. Sayonara. <laughs>